Hello, welcome everyone. I am Nathan Long, president of Saybrook University. You're joining us on our inaugural GTM cast uh, featuring two of our wonderful Saybrook University faculty members, uh, Drs. Drake Spate and Marina Smirnova. Uh, I'd like each of you to introduce yourselves today and uh, as we kick this uh, new video cast off. So uh, Dr. Spate, would you like to start off? Sure. I'm Drake Spaeth. I am the psychology chair of the humanistic and clinical psychology department at Saybrook University. Great. Marina? Hello, everyone. My name is Marina Smirnova, and I'm psychology faculty at Saybrook University. I also lead consciousness, spirituality, and integrative health facilitation. Fantastic. Thank you both for being here today. You know, with the uh, recent global and national crisis that affects us, we thought as a university, one of the things that we could bring to the public uh, are uh, wonderful people like yourselves, not just experts, but practitioners in the field, people who are working with individuals day in and day out uh, for better mental and uh, physical and emotional well-being. So we thought maybe you could give us a few words uh, around uh, your practice of psychology, uh, the things that you're seeing and how uh, we can uh, live better lives in, in the current uh, state of quarantine and, uh, and nervousness that's out there in our society right now. Uh, so you know, I'll just start out the first question, given the national and global crisis we're in, what are some coping strategies, especially from a humanistic psychology perspective uh, that each of you might uh, consider uh, or recommend uh, to others who are out there maybe struggling, hurting, uh, really just trying to make a uh, make sense of out of uh, out of everything. Well, you know, I can't help but think in times like this of uh, Rollo May and his emphasis on seeking beauty, you know, and I almost hear a capital B when he talks about beauty in this way you know he has lamented in some of his talks our increasing disconnection with beauty and the pursuit of that directly so this may seem like an abstract sounding kind of concept but i think it absolutely speaks to the core of what's going on because in this crisis which has engaged us in such difficulty and such challenge you know, there's this paradox of social distancing and isolation, and yet we have an unprecedented opportunity also in our respective living spaces to connect or reconnect with the natural world around us. I mean, even if we live in urban environments, it's still possible to get to some places where nature is alive and well and has a chance while pollution levels are down and businesses are not as active and people are not clogging streets with traffic to get to some of these quiet natural places and really affirm our organic connection with the beauty of the natural world. For me personally, this has been a gift, you know, in terms of getting outside, taking walks and just breathing the fresh air and hearing amid the stillness the birds celebrating the coming of spring with unusual clarity and almost 
you know, in a very poignant sense of celebration that strikes me, you know, even more strongly than it usually does. And I'm one, you know, who's sort of inclined to seek those things out anyway. But it's been almost mystical, the sense of connection there. Um, so I, I just felt a real longing to kind of share that from a personal level, as well as, you know, a recommendation for coping um, to really creatively express our connection with that. And it may not even be nature. It could be art and the things that we can engage in in our homes and households and domiciles, but anything that connects us to beauty with a capital B. That's beautiful, Drake. Thank you for that. I think, uh, you know, as we we all try and, and figure out our way forward, even in Los Angeles uh, County, where we're located, uh, the uh, I think it was the director of public health came out and said something very similar to you, that we're not prevented from going outside and taking part in this beautiful world of ours to take a moment, to take a walk, to, you know, see nature in front of us and to, to really take part in that which we've often neglected or not been able to be a part of. So I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Thank you. Marina, any thoughts from you as well? Certainly. Thank you, Drake, so much for uh, beginning uh, and inviting us into a sense of beauty that exists within and without. And tapping into this is just such a gift. And as you mentioned, we have an opportunity as in the midst of any crisis there is uh, certainly danger and opportunity that are tied together in a paradoxical way that uh, each of us um, gets to explore uh, throughout our lifetimes. And this time is no different in, in the sense of this is the experiential, deep experiential journey for all. What I would like to offer as uh, an opportunity to uh, not only cope, but actually use this time for... Um, inner glances within, looking at the heart, but also connecting with others. Taking a look at reframing our experience as one of individual and also collective heroic journey. This is something that uh, Joseph Campbell talked about uh, decades ago, and that continues to be very relevant for all of us. So heroic journey, we can think of it as a monomyth uh, that is uh, uh, has three steps, separating from reality as we know it. And certainly that is so relevant for all of us here and now in this time. Then deepening or descending into the unknown. And all, all of us individually and collectively have our share of that experience here and now. And that is the journey that essentially will lead to the third step, which is coming back from this journey with a boon. And the beauty of it is that no matter how difficult and how challenging the journeys are, and we're in many heroic journeys at the same time, individually and collectively, all together, but no matter how difficult and challenging they are, they hold that incredible promise to bring forth the gift, the boon, that actually makes the journey worthwhile in some deeply human, meaningful way, right? So each of us gets to um, look within and connect within and without and share that sense of humanity and share the gifts, not only with ourselves and our loved ones, but also with the community. Because for Joseph Campbell, the heroic journey was incomplete until that boon 
was a render to the community in a way that stretches the community, not only uh, gives what community needs, but actually goes beyond meeting the needs. And so in our day and time, reframing our journeys as heroic would be very helpful. And uh, also, in this time, what comes to my mind is the work and recommendations that, that um, uh, have been shared by Hill Zimbardo. He actually is the one who mentioned that we're all heroes in waiting. And at this time, it seems to me that we collectively and individually have stepped up into a new sense of identity. We're no longer heroes in waiting. We're heroes in training. And that is definitely is something that we share, something that we can remind each other and ourselves every day, and tap into this heroic reservoir that each of us has, that sense of resilience, sense of understanding, that sense of togetherness, and sense of um, community comes and continues to come strongly. We're certainly in this together, within and without. And uh, I also would like to share a quote by Joseph Campbell that seems very meaningful for our times. It comes from his text that is called Hero with a Thousand Faces. And he writes, we have not even to risk the adventure alone. The heroes of all time have gone before us. The labyrinth is thoroughly known. We have only to follow the thread of the hero path. And where we had thought to find an abomination, we shall find a god. And where we have thought to travel outward, we shall come to the center of our own existence. And where we thought to be alone, we shall be with all the world. And each of us, in each individual has an opportunity to tap into that heroic potential. And here we are in the world that is made out of 7.7 billion heroes, no longer in waiting, but really heroes in the making. So let it lead us to the best of boons all together. And each day is a new opportunity to remember who we are. Marina, that was beautiful. And tapping into our, our beauty and the, and the surroundings around us and, and into our hero's potential. What a, what a gorgeous, gorgeous uh, way of bringing us and centering us as a community. Thank you both. Um, as we look at strategies for our uh, members of our community, both Saybrook and the communities in which we live, uh, just very briefly, if, if both of you wouldn't mind, just what, what are some of the options and opportunities that people can tap into uh, locally, regionally, nationally? As psychologists, I'm sure you have some uh, tools in your toolkit that you would recommend. So maybe just Marina, do you mind taking the start with this? Certainly. In this time, uh, communities come with a number of creative solutions. And to me, it seems that uh, 
each solution for each community may be uh, very much customized based on whatever needs are much more present. And certainly uh, that will require community leadership to actually delegate responsibilities and organize perhaps even virtual groups and virtual communities, virtual committees that can tend to the living and breathing uh, community and its needs as, as they're unfolding. And with respect of um, opportunities that exist, um, one thing that I would like to, to mention is, and that is not only on um, level of the community, but because community is made out of individuals, right? So tipping again into this individual strength and individual support and sense of cohesiveness within and without, I think it's important. So with that, um, I find it's very helpful, uh, the idea of five love languages, for, for instance. It comes from Dr. Chapman, Gary Chapman, and it can be easily um, accessed at www.fivelovelanguages.com. And an individual can take a very simple quiz, it takes a few moments, to learn about their own ways of, preferred ways of receiving appreciation, we can say genuinely love, but it can be simply a sense of gratitude, appreciation, etc. And also learning about uh, their loved ones and uh, their colleagues, their friends, their neighbors. How do they receive it? So I would love to see a community, a virtual community, uh, that would take it on and actually, again, invest into uh, living each day and each moment with uh, loving intensity of appreciation and gratitude. And, you know, the five languages are very simple. They're acts of service, right, uh, quality time, physical touch, gifts, and uh, words of appreciation. How often do we actually assume that another individual is actually receiving and wanted to receive, uh, again, appreciation, gratitude, affection in the ways that we prefer, but that is not necessarily so. And research shows that that is a complex matter. So I encourage um, uh, all of individuals to actually invest a little bit of time in learning what is your own preferred way of love language. Typically, we have one that is, is it comes in very strong. Sometimes we're kind of um, bilingual, if you will. And now and then, we are worse than all five. And I think that this is exceptional, but that does happen. So this kind of unusual way to, again, utilize this each opportunity, each moment we're given, and live it intently in loving, compassionate, and um, wonderful ways that actually build upon the strength, right? That are life-affirming, that are affirming who we are and affirming what uh, bonds we have, right, uh, within our community, um, within families, and actually uh, investing more into this because that cultivates compassion, understanding, and day-to-day -day presence. And that, that sense of presence is also very, very important in challenging times like this one. Additionally, I think book reading or book listening, I'm a huge Audible fan. <laughs> Actually, carrying my headphones more or less anywhere I go because any opportunity I get, I am on my book. And I have a, a wonderful read uh, recently that I highly recommend for individuals who um, are searching and also searching for meaning and perhaps would like to remember again that we're not using the words of Joseph Campbell, we're not to risk the adventure alone, right? There are those who came before us. There's a wonderful book that's called Choice 
embrace the um, possible, embrace the possible. And that is written by Saber graduate. Actually, 1978, Saber graduate, Dr. Eddie Eva Eager. So she wrote her book, uh, her first book at the age of 19. There's another book that's coming up this fall. I'm already looking forward to this, also by Dr. Eager. And so that is just one example of many opportunities, how we can tap into the wisdom of others, like the giants, our giants, right, who live the wonderful, challenging, incredibly challenging lives, can actually share the, the boon with us. And here's how that goes, right? Uh, share the boon with all of us for our benefit. Find your own wonderful read. Reread something that absolutely you wanted to read again but didn't have an opportunity to do so until now. And share your thoughts with someone else. It could be by phone or, again, organizing a small virtual uh, book group. Why not? So I want to share that. I love it. I, I think you and I are going to have to start that virtual book group soon. I, I'm serious. So I'm all in. Let's talk about that. That's great. Dr. Yeah. Spade? Well, I, I could not, uh, I mean, I could not agree more with leading with gratitude and appreciation being of itself so healing and therapeutic, not only for others, but of course yourself. <laughs> You know, the the upwelling of wholeness that organically follows that I in terms of connecting locally, you know, of course, we're challenged because we're all, you know, in our homes or close to it. And, you know, we can't connect in person, even locally, the same way that we could. On the other hand, I can share what I've really taken a lot of unexpected joy in doing is through social media, connecting with some of the local social media pages, you know, topics pertinent to my town of Waukesha, Wisconsin, and just hearing about what individuals and groups are doing to support and help in such creative ways. And if nothing else, me sending little messages of love and appreciation to those individuals and groups, because, you know, we can find each other that way. <laughs> and, um, you know, just to, to be able to just send the little love notes, you know, that uh, Marina has alluded to has been help. It's been, I think, more helpful than anything in keeping my spirits up and feeling connected to my community at a local level. I mean, as as a for instance, you know, we have um, local restaurants who are doing free deliveries of food and leaving them for the grocery store workers who, as we know, are being regarded as emergency personnel now, you know, and putting their lives at risk to show up to work to keep the sources of our food going, you know. And so just the appreciation of that status, the, the little things, um, other restaurants working from their drive through windows, you know, to basically toss bags of food at you as you drive by. <laughs> I mean, I love hearing about these things and, and the heroic efforts to remain open and available to folks. Um, and, you know, the local women's shelter basically really providing education about, you know, hygiene and um, social distancing and what we can do to keep the women of our community safe at a time when they might not be able to congregate at the local center 
and things like that, you know. So just staying in touch with what's going on locally as well as nationally and worldwide through the social media piece has been very helpful for me anyway. I am inspired. Those were fantastic uh, thoughts and suggestions by both of you. It's uh, it's clear we are blessed at Saybrook to have uh, both of you amongst our faculty and all the faculty that we have. I want to thank uh, thank you, Dr. Smirnova and Dr. Spaith, for taking this time uh, to share with our larger community uh, and those outside to our Saybrook community. Uh, some of your thoughts uh, from a humanistic psychological perspective. Uh, it's a tough time right now for a lot of folks who are losing loved ones, who are experiencing grief and loss, but also uh, figuring out this new way of being in the world. If it's only uh, for a few weeks, it's still a dramatic uh, change to, to life as we know it. So uh, my thanks to both of you and uh, for all that you bring to the university. I would ask that any of you who are watching, uh, this is our first go at this, and uh, I think you both were wonderful, uh, and uh, we hope that you'll stay safe, be kind to one another, wash your hands, pay attention <laughs> to the CDC website, and as uh, both Dr. Smirnova and Dr. Spaith pointed out, reach out, connect, uh, be with one another virtually, take time out for yourself, uh, and, and engage in a lot of self-care. So uh, thank you all very much and uh, have a really great weekend uh, since today is Friday, uh, the first week of our COVID-19 quarantine uh, for many of us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.